Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet making fun of the show we love. That's right, folks. It's a breakthrough in podcasting technology. We're the ones technology? doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We now have the technology that enables us to make fun of the show that we love. It's All crazy. These, these microphones and webcams and interwebs. and No hey, one else can see the webcam it's, except for Jerry. Oh, well, I mean. Wait. I can see the webcam. Jared literally can't see the webcam. He can see what the webcam sees. He can't see the webcam unless we point it at that mirror. (laughs) Hey, it's the Noobs and the Hoobie, and my name's Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And And we're we're the the Noobs. And joining us from the St. Louis offices of Master Closet Studios is our own classic Hoovian. I'm Jared. Question mark. This is the question mark. This is, I love that you what said is, it with an exclamation point and read the and question then, mark. Yeah. This is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and most of the weeks and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. Wait. And a Jared who seen hasn't seen it before. Either. Oh, you hadn't seen this before? Wait, no. None of us have seen this. <gasps> no Perfect. Uh, so welcome it. to episode number 197, covering the 1999 comic relief special, The Curse of Fatal Death. Not to be confused with Curse of the Fatal Death, which I kept calling it incorrectly for about a month. It's The Curse, the curse of, fatal, of the death, death. fatal Death. Which sounds a lot cooler. It sounds a lot uh, more uh, like a parody. The Curse like, of Fatal Death. Uh, this is the one where the master gets stuck in the sewers for almost a thousand years, and the doctor dies four times in a few minutes, and those are etheric beam locators. <laughs> this is a family-friendly <laughs> yes. show, guys, and I was worried about the show that we watch on the family-friendly show. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't Star Trek Discovery. This <laughs> this was Doctor <laughs> Who, and I was like, oh, oh crap, wow. I didn't preview this one. Are they going over the edge? Okay, they're, they're just going to walk up to the edge. Okay, cool. Okay. Hey, uh, this is story number nothing. Because this is not canon, as we discussed last week. No, um, this is one hundred percent canon. The uh, doctor has I mean, infinite regeneration. As far as head this canon, happens. it could be. If you're going to go yeah. like multiverse and yeah, parallel, yeah, this this, you know what this is? This is in that. Uh, this is in universe B. I guess that yeah, what's her name was yeah. about to take uh, the <laughs> right. What was it? Did the they organization? The doctors? Crap! What was it? The organization? The the yeah. company Who what cares? the crap was what? it the company series 13 yeah. the thing that she was trying to find we don't yeah. care the doctors weren't <sighs> numbered in this episode yeah, were they though so i this oh, could go no. anywhere in the timeline i mean and just the doctors are never well numbered okay. except for almost 11 never or 10 yeah one of them said like i'm yeah. the 10th regeneration or i'm the 11th regeneration i saw i saw a meme the other day that was a there was an episode of the 10th doctor. Oh, I think it was the Lazarus experiment. And he was like, Hey, he was like, uh, remember you like use sound waves to defeat the monster or whatever. And he's like calling out to spinal tap and says, this goes all the way to 11. And when I saw that, I started laughing and then went, Oh no way. That it wasn't 11. They didn't do it right. Like they did the joke, but they, but it was the 10th. But if he said it goes to 10, then it wouldn't have been referencing spinal tap and it wouldn't have been a joke. And then, uh. So they should have waited a couple of seasons uh, is what I'm trying struggles. to say. Uh, hey, uh, so this originally aired March 12th, 1999, uh, right about the time I was gearing up for graduation. Fun me too. Back. How's that make you feel? Yeah. Are you feel old because that, that was nearly 20 young. years ago. No, I, want to, I want to know how that makes y'all feel. That makes me feel indifferent. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, so th- this was before 2000, which means it, it might as well exist. be the second. Yeah, it it might as well have been 1597. Yeah. Uh, so it was written by, and I think we mentioned this last time, Stephen Moffat. So we're on a roll, guys. We we did oh, yeah. we did two Stephen Moffat episodes in a row as our favorites, and then we chose Stephen Moffat's favorite Eleventh Doctor oh, story. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're doing Still not counts. even in the best of, just back on the master plan as Stephen Moffat episode. Uh, it was directed by John Henderson. Now, under miscellaneous trivia, I wanted to talk a little bit about comic relief because a what and b I've gotten that confused. So first of all, um, do you do you happen to remember you two? This would have been so many years ago that I doubt you remember. We were at I don't know a Walgreens or something. I think we might have been on vacation, and we had to stop in a Walgreens the for Red some Nose reason. Day water bottles, huh? The Red Nose Day water bottles that we. I don't remember them being water bottles, but I remember we went into a Walgreens. We got something, and they were selling Red Nose Day red noses uh-huh. and y'all were like oh those are fun or whatever yeah. and i was like ah, we're on vacation 
let's make a donation and get some red noses. And then I think we probably take a picture. And, and if I was really smart, I would have looked that up. But yeah. do you guys vaguely remember this? Yeah. Definitely remember I, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Was Brady, Might still Jared remembers that it. <gasps> yep. Webcam was there all along. Um, <laughs> was Brady around for this? Or was this before I think Brady this was, was before was he, Brady. Did he exist? I just remember yeah. the, the noses <laughs> but anyway, kept falling off and one of them ripped in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they were they were not they were not the sponge clown noses. They were yeah. like Nerf balls, yeah, basically yeah. with like a wedge we cut. Kind of throw them oh. at to, each other, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so you, pay, I don't know, you, you've made like a dollar donation uh, to Red Nose Day. You would get one of these Red Noses. So Red Nose Day is a thing that Comic Relief does. Now, this this came off of their their website. Comic Relief partners with amazing projects and organizations to make a difference to the lives of millions of people across the UK and around the world. We work together in supporting people to break free from poverty, violence, and discrimination. So that's their thing, okay? And last week, I said, I was talking about how in New Who, but we weren't sure about Classic Who, how they've been very involved in comic relief, mm -hmm. and they did Time Crash, and they did... Uh, that episode where the little alien guy got onto the ship or whatever, who I can't remember what the alien what? was. It was, it was, it was a, like a one-off. It was like a, you know, one of those like five minute webisode we type it? of things. I, I know we watched it. I, and I think we talked about it on the podcast, but we, but we didn't like cover, cover it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am now completely, uh, confused because apparently comic relief and children in need are two different things. Mm. Oh. And so some of these really. things that I've just talked about were from children in need, perhaps all of them. I don't know if any of them were comic <laughs> oh. relief. Um, so comic relief and, and children in need do similar things, but they are two different charities. So I'm pretty sure time trash, uh, time trash, time crash, time trash, time trash coming this, this year. No, Freudian time slip. crash was uh, children in need, but the other stuff, again, I'm, I'm not sure about. So, I got all that. I got all that sorted out and then mixed up again because I don't know which ones are which. But, but those are two different things. This was definitely done for Red Nose Day for Comic Relief. So, um, and by the way, I, I mentioned last week. Go to YouTube, Google uh, the Curse of Fatal Death, and you'll find it. Number one search result. With the uh, what I didn't mention is there's a version on the official Doctor Who YouTube page, and there's an official version on the official Comic Relief or Red Nose Day YouTube page. I don't remember which way it's branded, but so there were two versions and one of them was a couple minutes longer than the other. And I don't yeah. remember why. I think it's because it had the like previously. Oh, that's what we said. That yeah, was so weird. That when that we were watching the previously bit. Down the middle. Well, it's because they were aired as two separate segments during comic relief. Oh, I, I, I think okay. is how that works. I mean, I guess that makes yeah. sense. So like you, you saw the first bit and then later in the show, you saw the second bit. So, so they did the previously, even though it was probably 30 yeah. minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. which, which only would have added and heightened yeah, the comedy because so. you know, that that's another, another which is funny there. to us because it just kept on into that. Cause yeah, like there it was, wasn't, they, there was they recapped so much for yeah. what was effectively a 10 minute episode. They recapped yeah. the entire 10 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So the uh, the cast section this week, I kind of bumped that down. We're going to cover that in the who's who um, because some of the who's who is very short. <laughs> so yes. we would spend more time talking about the cast member than the actual character. So I just sort of uh, combined that. Now, uh, the checklist, we start off with the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. No, hmm. because what? The Curse of Fatal Death. Yeah. It's a great I name. I Great think name. the title was a multi-layered joke. I think, first of all, The Curse of Fatal Death sounds like it 100% is a real episode of Doctor yeah. Who. It yeah, does yeah, sound like watch. an episode. Except that, what was the fatal death in the episode? I'm, uh, I'm wondering if doctor? the second layer of the, of the, well, what was the curse? What was, you know, like... The, the master was cursing right, the yeah yeah like nothing death? nothing so i'm wondering right. if the second layer of the joke in the title is that the title has nothing no bearing on the episode because like every now and then that's what happens with doctor who it's like the title gives you nothing yeah gives you absolutely <laughs> nothing and then you have after you watch the episode it gave you nothing so um, i i don't know that's conjecture on my part so 
Um, the creature of the week was were the Terserons, which I think I misspelled there, uh, which I just called farting aliens. And then so we didn't actually get to see. No, no, didn't see them at all. No, didn't get to see them at all. Not um, even the bribed architect. Uh, what's that? Not even the bribed architect. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we didn't even get to meet him. The um, I did wonder though, was this a precursor to the Slitheen? I can't remember now if the Slitheen are a Stephen Moffat creation. No, it's, that episode was no. Russell T Davies. Was it? Yeah. How do you know that off the top of your head? I uh, you just it. looked it up. Wow. Okay. 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 So if it is a precursor, it would be that RTD was inspired by mm-hmm. by Moffat, which he could have been because he had hired Moffat by that point. Exactly. Already. Well, and it could have been collaboration type of thing. It, it could have been that RTD got the screenwriting credit for that episode, but Moffat was you know in the room and said, "Hey, what if we what if we had him fart because they're really gassy or whatever?" Um, I did love the absurdity, and again, this is just this is a perfect parody of Doctor Who that they communicate. What did he? Oh, how did he say it? Entirely through, through gastric emissions or something like that. Yeah. Like I forget how he Timed said it. Timed gastric, em- yeah, probably. Something yeah, something like that. Like that. But um, yeah, the idea that you have an alien race who communicates via fart. Yeah, and then um, I loved I loved them playing that out later, where he was sending a secret message yeah. to uh, like, to the yeah. master. The master's like, danger, <laughs> danger from where you know. That was, that was classic. And then, of course, it would not be a parody of Doctor Who if it didn't feature the Daleks. Oh, yeah. So Creature of the Week, Terserons, and then the Daleks, dot, 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 of course. Obviously. Um, even, even the Master doesn't know what the plunger <laughs> is for. I will okay. kill you with this. <laughs> and what are you well, going to do What with exactly it? does that do? He's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh... uh. It's superior technology. I love when shows have been around long enough that, now granted, this this is utter parody, but there have been instances of this type of thing in the actual show where they're like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we, we painted ourselves into a corner, guys. Like, don't worry about it. Who, who knows? It looked um, cool at the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, when exactly. We first oh, it. certainly in, in 1968, it looked amazing. Yeah. Or yeah, 1963. Sorry, 1963. Yes, a an egg beater and a plunger was a situation. <laughs> yeah. Um I love why don't they just exterminate you right away? I'll explain later. So first I of do all, I love that. Yes, I'll yes. The, thing. That, that, that's yes. never getting explained. Yes, obviously. and they did that how many times? Like, in, like five I lost. Times. It was just had I known, funny every time. Had I known, I would have had a running count of that in this episode. Yeah. Not only of how many times it was said, but but by whom? Because the Daleks <laughs> said it at one point. The yes. master. Oh yeah, the master said it. The master said it at the end. I want to say you know multiple incarnations of the doctor said oh, it. Boy. It was that was hilarious. Um, and then, then you had um, why do they have chairs? Oh, I think that was the bit that they said we'll explain later. <laughs> yeah, explain later. But yes. this was something that was actually made fun of in an actual episode. I want to oh, say the twelfth doctor. This actually yeah. came up later on of uh you know like. They they brought the only chair on the planet for the doctor or something like that. Right. I, I remember we even right. we even laughed it about it. That's ringing a bell. But yeah, I think it was. I think Missy procured the only chair on the planet for the doctor to why sit on or a something like that. Chair yeah, on the entire planet. Yeah, why was there even one? I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe for um, uh, Davros. Oh, Davros, yeah. He kind of has his own oh, chair, yeah. though. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's got unless they just the took best him and chair. threw him out of the chair. Like, <laughs> here, <laughs> just set him over here. It's just a big throne. Um, under jiggery pokery, I I put um under miscellaneous the sofa of relative comfort. <laughs> I love how they they had like you know the I, I I don't even remember, but like the crystals of doom. You know, like oh, yeah. it was always the, the something of, of something. This is when Doctor is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Sententious names for exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, right. so. So not only that line, but Mr. Bean delivering the line, <laughs> yes. the sofa of relative comfort. You know, that's, that's so perfect. Um, okay, so normally we have a whole section where we make fun of the cutting edge special effects. But this week we're going to point out, holy crap, the production level in this episode oh, yeah. was maybe the best we've seen so like in classic Who. episode, like it had good sets, it had good... The I mean, regeneration, the first oh, regeneration, yeah, the regeneration scene. Was good. Mm-hmm. There was like a, a mm-hmm. morphing effect. Like the only bad thing was the making fun of 
haven't we already been in this hallway or whatever because they were like running through the hallway oh yeah like, yeah yeah the, yeah the, why is it the, the lowest level production hallway? thing was done I mean, on purpose yeah. to make fun of the ultra well, where they they literally ran through the same hallway set like four times except for the daleks <laughs> which were like made out of oh, cardboard well, okay. yeah it's like okay we spent all of our budget on the cgi for the regeneration we can't have really good dollars but they were still pretty good dollars yeah. yeah they were so they weren't bad they were still pretty good for something that was um something that was designed to be making fun of doctor who yeah for a charity like that this this was super super high level i mean all the sets were good the costumes were amazing the special effects were great it was it was way too much for uh, a one-off 20 minute long goof is essentially what it was i told i told the boys i was like i think that what the director said was hey guys y'all know the show right okay go like, you know <laughs> he hired they had they had amazing actors in every single role which we'll get into in just a minute amazing actors even in the insignificant roles that were on screen for all of 30 seconds um and and obviously all fans of the show and it would be like getting together a group of amazing actors currently and putting together a 20 minute uh star wars spoof yeah. sketch and then saying all right guys have fun with it here's your lines have fun y'all y'all know how all this stuff works right <laughs> you, you know what luke skywalker's like right okay go um that's fantastic all right other stuff we noticed the bill and ted 2 style time travel I battle that was amazing. amazing i love that here's the thing and then i it, went back in and bribed him before <laughs> you bribed him and then i already had dinner with him and it was trip you 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 hit the nail on the head when you call it stupid except that it was also brilliant it was, in that yeah why didn't that happen on every single episode of Doctor <laughs> Right? Who? Yeah. Why? Why were so they hilarious. not time traveling back before the instigating incident every single time? Yeah. Every single episode, except that then you would never have a, a show. Mm -hmm. You you would right. just have one story of infinite regress. But um, <laughs> I loved that. Where you know it's just like Bill and Ted, like, and then we'll set up a trash can. You know, like yeah. that whole thing. Um, I guess they did it in Bill and Ted one as well. They they yeah. did it in yeah. one and two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we'll bit. go back and hide the keys, maybe behind the sign. Oh, it was you, Ted. You know that whole thing was just you know they did they did that to the nth degree. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those. <laughs> I love the ninth Doctor's line about all those endless gravel quarries. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, the yes. constant dangers the alien worlds all those endless gravel quarries because that's where you go to film if you're I mean, on an yeah. alien world you go to the gravel <laughs> quarry um trip already mentioned running through the same hallway over and over again um i love how not only did they run through the same hallway they, they ran through it the same way oh yeah like yeah. they didn't even like change the camera angle no they 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 did the same stutter step skid around the corner every time and everything um <laughs> couldn't you know i don't know like hang a banner or change the camera angle or the lighting or yep, something you know but um they they nailed that one on the head um this episode corbin is this your note yes yeah, okay is okay i was mentioning this to dad before we started recording but this episode was such a good parody that it was blending in my head with the five doctors yeah I remember oh. the scene of the companions showing up as hallucinations. I remembered that being in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can almost see that happening. Yeah. 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 You know, oh my gosh, missed opportunity. How great would it have been if they'd have gotten if they'd have recreated that scene oh. as a nod to one of the old episodes and got those actors to be in the parody episode? And just be like, oh, we're not actually here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're holograms or whatever. And it's like fade away or something. That would have been great. Um, stuff we didn't notice, the music from the Logopolis regeneration scene was used during the first regeneration. Wait. Now, I'm sad that I read that the way that I did because what I meant to say was during Mr. Bean's regeneration, did that not feel super familiar to y'all? I, I wasn't feeling it. I'm, I mean, he was laying down, looking down at his companion. Like the companion was at like chest level. So he was kind of like, he wasn't like looking straight up. He was having to like look down over his own nose towards his companion, which was the same weird angle yeah. that the fourth doctor was at. And I was like, 
not only that, but something was vibing with me. I was like, this feels exactly like that episode. So much so that I expected a parody of the watcher, you yeah. know, some version of the watcher to show up. And then I read this note. They used the, they same, use the same music from that, from that huh. scene to do this scene. So maybe it was just me, Jared, were, that, were you getting that at all? Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> now I want to watch it again. Oh yeah. <laughs> and look yeah. for that. <laughs> I love Jared trying desperately not to like hurt my feelings. Uh, well, I, uh, no, it was, <laughs> I mean, except that you were, right. no, I don't really yeah. care about your feelings. I just was now that you mention it. When no. I think back on it, no, not, not even mm-hmm. kind of, no, no, no. 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 So, I could go back and watch it again, but still no, though. It's I still, not gonna, I still it's wouldn't feel match. it. You, you, I don't remember the, the only music one. from the Lacopolis regeneration scene. <laughs> Anyways, I, I definitely was picking up some kind of a, I was like, this is so similar. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't peg the music until I read that. And I was like, oh, that must be like why subconsciously I was going, this seems familiar. I guess you're the only true fan here. <laughs> yes. That's fair. That's yeah. Especially classic yeah. Who fan. De- yes. Yeah. I'm the only yeah. true mm-hmm. classic the Who fan. The only one who's ever seen <laughs> any classic Who. Hey, so who's who? Uh, who is Emma? Did we ever hear her name in this episode? Did we? I, I had to get it um, from the from the Wikia. I no. didn't. I don't remember hearing the companion's name ever said in the episode. Yeah, which made not. me wonder: Were they going to credit her as the companion as a further like joke or something? But she's credited as Emma, um, played by Julia Sawala. I, I guess I'm saying that right. Who played sure. Saffron Monsoon in Absolutely Fabulous? Jared, you you familiar with AdFab? <laughs> yeah. Ad-fab. Nope. Yes, you're familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have seen a, a, a handful of episodes, maybe probably not even full episodes. It used to air on Comedy Central, mm, uh, right. so it, it it's a BBC show, but it or I, well, I say BBC, it's a UK show, and um, ran on Comedy Central uh, for a little while, and I I feel like I've seen episodes, but I've also seen like YouTube clips and things like that. Fairly long running uh, um, series in the UK. And uh, so who is the master? And by the way, that's the only note I had for Emma. <laughs> so if anybody wants to jump in, anything about Emma? No. Nope. She made a great companion. Yeah. I mean, nailed, I mean, nailed that part of the parody for sure. Yeah. Especially um, the costume. The costume was like, yep, yes, she's a companion. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Everything was nailed. Um, and I, I did love her asking the questions and just being told, I'll explain later and just going uh, with it. Uh, just, yes. oh, okay, fine. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, who is the master? The master was Jonathan Price. Mm-hmm. He I looks spent like an this actor. whole episode he going. Like the master. I was like, okay. First of all, Corbin goes. Did, did they he, get one of the actual yeah, actors to play the master? Play Born the master. to play the master. Yeah, because with that beard and goatee, he was the master, and yeah. and and yes. and the vampire collar. Um, he was definitely the master. <laughs> he is also Governor Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that ringing any bells? No. Emma Swan's dad. Yeah, I don't remember that movie. Yeah, okay. the first one. Jared's with me. Yeah, he yeah. was in yeah. like at least three of them. But but yeah, <laughs> at least um, three. How many of those were there? There's five, many, six. Oh my gosh. At least five too many. There's either fi- <laughs> no. Five the first many. one's great. Uh, there's yeah. either five with sixth on the way or six with the seventh on the way. I don't. I don't yeah. Oh my god. Um, he was also um High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I mean I've been in Game of Thrones at least five <laughs> times. I mentioned that to Trip. I was like, he was in Game of Thrones, and he was like, well, I was in Game of Thrones. Like, and then I said, I mean, yeah. Uh, oh crap, what's his name? Oh no, I threw this out there. And Ed y'all... Sheeran. Yes, I was Ed like, Sheeran. well, Ed Sheeran was in Game of Thrones, and y'all laughed like, and went, wait, that's not a wait, joke. Was he? I'm oh, like, wait, no, no, he, he actually, actually was. was. Oh, did wow. he have a singing part? Jared, are you are you aware of that? I he was, was like not some, aware of that. That's he's that's like a news random soldier. Yeah, he's like oh, a random sure. soldier in Game of Thrones. Of course, has of course. a speaking part. So there's oh, a no. yeah. The, yes, the guy, did he sing a little tune with uh, his little that I don't know his medieval <laughs> guitar? His, <laughs> yes, his liar. Dog was in Game of Thrones. Maybe. Maybe. Snoop Dogg was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he he was the voice of one of the dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? We watched uh, the Snoop Adams Dragon. family, the like 2019 <laughs> Adams family cgi movie the other night oh yeah and it said snoop dog was cousin it and i was like excuse me yeah. and he comes on and yeah it sounds like they had snoop dog record about three lines of dialogue and then played them backwards yeah. because if you're not familiar with cousin <laughs> it he speaks he's a gibberish hairball. that's right. his thing he's literally a hairball so they, with glasses they paid 
whatever, probably $11 million to get Snoop Dogg to, to be in this film, That's just to not is. have him be intelligible at all. And if you no. didn't know it was his voice, you wouldn't recognize it at all. Well, I mean, they did, like when he was driving up. It was a Snoop Dogg song Snoop playing. Dogg but anyways, song. back to the show we're actually so. covering. Um, so he was also, <laughs> Jonathan Price also played Elliot Carver, who was like the main villain in Tomorrow Never Dies, a James yeah. Bond uh, movie. So I was like, oh, holy crap. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of massive. Um, so yeah, and, yeah, and again. I've heard of him before. Know yeah, he's one of those guys, as soon stuff. as you see his face and hear him speak, it's like, well, yeah, you yeah, know that guy from yeah. somewhere. Um, he's got a very distinctive voice. Um, <laughs> I loved his line. Corbin, What? how did you describe this when he said the deadly vengeance of deadly revenge? What did you say? I like the director's, uh, the, the direction must have been make this as over the top as oh, possible. Yeah. I was saying that about everything so in this episode. Oh, yes. okay oversell literally yeah, everything yeah. you're saying the deadly vengeance of deadly revenge i love that they yeah. didn't even come up with a a, a synonym for deadly they just yeah, used no. deadly both times <laughs> yeah. oh and by the way i thought this was the line where it was going to be the deadly vengeance of the fatal death Dale, or something death. oh yeah we didn't even get that yeah so nope. um and that's the thing it was the curse of fatal death not even the rent the revenge of fatal death the yeah, curse nope. of fatal revenge nothing not okay it was the deadly vengeance of deadly revenge there you go. Uh, the master spent 312 years escaping the sewers and then time traveled back to this very moment. I wrote twice and then had to scratch that out and put thrice because he did it again. <laughs> and it always comes back after he's fallen. In. I, don't, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I mentioned this anywhere else. This, this almost deserves its own. Can we talk about, but let's do it now. So I don't forget uh, in the Wikia, they mentioned all of the things that happened in this parody that later show up in uh, the actual, you know, show. Uh, obviously, oh, you know, wow. some of it because of Stephen Moffat, and some of it just because. And this was one of them that they referenced. Which oh, because the third, the thirteenth master, yeah, does the same thing. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The 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 spy master basically does this. He gets stuck in whatever nineteen forties uh, France, I think. And he has to just, and he just live lives. his way yeah. back to catching up with the story. And we asked when we covered that episode, we said, which is what did he, why was he just hanging out yeah. for one the last the, couple of months of this episode? One chilling. of the dumbest throwaway jokes of all time. Cause it yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, Oh, that was a really challenging 76 years. I just had to relive or whatever. And it's like, why didn't you show you up in this entire hangar? run of the show? What? <laughs> How have we not seen you? Not only that, not only that, but this exact episode, and yeah. by that, I mean the, the third thing, Doctor, I yeah, said that yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Why didn't he interfere? Why didn't he tell himself how they were going to escape from the plane and sabotage that? Which goes back to, okay, so for this episode, he got out of the sewers 312 years in the future, got into his TARDIS, and time traveled back to this very moment instead of time traveling back to right before he fell into the sewers. Yeah. Wait, stop, don't and, run at him. Yeah, hey, watch your step there and then run back out of the room, you know, and like, <laughs> who cares about the paradox? Because this show has never been bothered about paradoxes before, except yeah. for when it's plot convenient. I think but this you know, is why you should never be allowed to change the past. Because it just, you can have this infinite regress where you're just, you keep going back well, further and, and further. And, so you're getting to my next point is that we did that in this episode. Uh, yeah, we yeah. did the infinite regress thing in this episode as a gag. So what? And, and again, I don't know, is this poking fun at that inconsistency yeah. within the show? Because I'm, I'm, sure. I'm tearing apart the inconsistencies of a parody yeah, of a, of a time travel show. Right. It's a comedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and meant to be funny. so is it just making fun of that? it's not even a trope it's like that inconsistency that plot hole that so often happens of well if you knew that he was going back why didn't you go back and so if you went 312 years into the future the long way why did you come back to right now instead of an hour ago or whatever so yeah i, I, I loved that uh yes we already mentioned uh oh you're the camp one right yes <laughs> yes and then he renounces evil oh yeah <laughs> Because he is so moved by the death of the doctor, <laughs> he renounces evil. And then the Daleks do the same and the thing. Da yes. yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? I thought I had put that in the notes under the Daleks, but I, I guess I missed that part. 
Um, so who is, wait a minute, did I skip over? Nope. Uh, who is the ninth doctor? So Rowan Atkinson, as we've already mentioned, is Bane. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bane. Um, I saw a great clip of um, him being interviewed, you know, I don't know, sometime in the last five years or so, um, where this guy said, you decided that the name Bob could be funny. And he goes, yes, Bob. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> and it's like the way his lips go Bob. and the Bob. Um, and then he's, and then the guy says, could you make some of these words funny? And he just hands him a bunch of words and yes, yeah, just, just, just him saying it or the face he makes, <laughs> makes it brilliant. Bulb. Um, I love though, that that's not what he did in this episode. Oh, he, yeah. he was not he in any way played the role of, doctor. he was the doctor. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. obviously, you know, the doctor in a parody, but it was but like, still. get the best person you could think of to be uh, the next doctor and yeah. put them in a parody. <laughs> Um, I, which by the way, I did run across in the Wikia somewhere there was somebody, I don't remember who some, some executive producer or somebody at the BBC or something was being interviewed during the in-between years. And there was some conversation about, you know, coming back or something. And this prior to this prior to 1999, and they made this offhanded comment about, well, you know, we would just find the best person for the job. I mean, like anything's open. I mean, we might call Rowan Atkinson. And then it's like, <laughs> Ta-da! Yep. <laughs> there you go. This is why maybe you should. I mean, I'd argue he could do it now. Well, I mean, yeah, he could easily yeah. do it now. Um, so he's yeah. not only Mr. Bean, he's also Johnny English, which if you guys haven't seen those, yeah. uh, y'all have seen Great. a couple of those. I think there's uh, three of them. Two, I think. Yeah. There's Johnny English, like Johnny English reborn. And then Johnny English <laughs> revisited or something. I don't, I don't even remember. Um, that is, that is, um, that's like, what if, what if, uh, the Pink Panther was played by Mr. Bean. Yeah. Is is almost almost live action Pink yeah. Panther. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like Rowan Atkinson always wanted to be the Pink Panther, but instead they made him a spy movie instead. Like it's <laughs> it, it, that's kind of who he is. Like it's incredibly stupid and yet entirely competent at the same time. Um, that yeah, you know, there's a scene where he puts on VR goggles and then wanders out of the oh, safe zone out into the real world. Like beating people up. Yeah, and he's supposed to be sword fighting, but he's got a baguette and he's beating somebody with a baguette. <laughs> um, most importantly, though, Rowan Atkinson is Zazu, the parrot in the line. Uh, yes, most important. Or not, not the parrot. I whatever that, know that was. That's where I, I care the I most. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, my favorite, my favorite little thing about um, the Disney redoing their their movies as live action movies oh do you mean in the most recent one no 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 he no, was zazu original. in the original lion oh, king yeah um but that's where i'm going is the fact that how do you recast zazu yeah and then when like, they decided to do a quote-unquote live action remake of the lion king quote unquote i was like wait are y'all gonna yeah, do gonna animals do? no it's just cgi they're just doing the lion king but photorealistic cgi i'm like okay and they they cast um, John Oliver as Zazu, which was which is basically like saying, "Hey, who's the funny British guy that that Gen Z might know or millennials yeah. might know, younger millennials <laughs> yeah. might might know?" Um, I know. Let's get John Oliver. Don't sneeze at this cast though, because they had they had oh. Donald Glover, Beyonce, Seth Rogen, I'm Keegan, Michael Key. Yeah. I don't know how they got Did him. You? Eric Andre. Did you say you don't know how they got him? What does he do? Everything or something? What I don't understand that statement. Disney called up Michael Keegan yeah, and said, like, "Would you like to be yeah. in the movie?" And he said, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." How much should I pay you? Would is you what like he said. To be in the movie, yeah. Uh, would you like to be in? Yeah, in anything that we're producing? And they went. Yeah. He said, "Yes, please. Thank you. Can I? Can I be in the sequel?" Um. Anyways, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, no, no, sorry. The Ninth Doctor. Let's uh, done with Rowan Atkinson. Back to the Ninth Doctor. He saved every planet in the universe twenty-seven times. I love no, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that line. That was that was great. Poking fun at it. And and uh, every planet in the universe twenty-seven times, and the Earth one million times probably. Yeah. Um. He fell in love with his companion, which a lot of people saw this as more Stephen Moffat foreshadowing. Um. What would I do if I were writing for Doctor Who? <laughs> 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 what, what would things look like? And then I wrote that his catchphrase seems to be, I'll explain later, when in fact, no, no, that was just... That's just the show. The catchphrase. That was the episode catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who is the 10th Doctor? Uh, He was played by Richard E. Grant, who would later appear as Dr. Simeon slash The Great Intelligence. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So I don't know if he was even on screen long enough for y'all to recognize him, no. but that that's who he was. Not much. Um, what's that? Not enough for me. No. Yeah, yeah he wasn't. He wasn't there very long. I mean, I, nine, it was one of those things where I was looking at like him going a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was going, I know him, but I don't know why. And then I looked it up. Oh, there. That, that's why. What you got, Corbin? Nothing. It's just every time I flip over here and Jared sees himself on my computer screen, he gives a little thumbs up. Jared, Jared has a uh, an infinite mirror thing happening here. I, I, I'm, um, and I'm looking over their shoulders for the first time ever when we're recording. And then every time Corbin pulls me up, I'm like waving to him or something. But then, of course, it's the delay. So I'm like, stay on there long enough to actually see me. And so I finally got a reaction out of Corbin. So and uh, that interrupted the podcast. So there you go. Hey, all right. It's, it's my contribution for the day. I'm the weird guy in the back of the classroom that's uh, disrupting everything. You know, what's funny is because we, we have a laptop, uh, like a, a webcam that's supposed to hook onto the top of your laptop, hooked onto a tripod, like a camera <laughs> tripod. Oh. And I'm not, seeing, so I'm not seeing all of it. So it kind of, it's it's got a vibe of that robot from the waters of Mars is watching us podcast oh. right now. <laughs> that's, I'm, let me, let me. You know this. This makes for great audio, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, <laughs> take a picture. Snap a picture. What's funny is, as I'm snapping a picture of this through all of our microphone stands, it looks like just another piece of black equipment that's just there. Wow! You can barely no. even see what it is, but um. But anyways, I'll send that to you later, Jared. Maybe I'll po- post that on Facebook. I'll be like, <laughs> good. Jared's joining joining us. Hey. He's that little red dot over there. So, um. Anyways, the tenth doctor. The only thing I wrote down about him was ladies' man because he was kind of like. Oh, like, doctor! Yeah, like if if Emma and the the tenth doctor were in love, all of a sudden that like kicked into high gear when uh, when he became Richard Grant, which I don't know if he was like a heartthrob type of actor back in the nineties or something. Um, but she was like, "Ooh, wow!" Like I'm I'm not disappointed with the change or whatever. Um, <laughs> and and then he promptly electrocuted himself Aww. and became the eleventh doctor, Jim Broadbent, who was like. Aww. I guess they were like, all right, who's as far away as we can get from a ladies' man? Kind of I know to that guy. All right, <laughs> let me let me just run down the things that I both remember him for and he is known for on IMDb. Professor Kirk in Narnia, the, the Narnia movies. He's the reclusive professor uh, that they're like hiding from at the beginning of the movies. And then when you finally meet him, he's got like the crazy hair and the weird glasses and everything. Mm-hmm. Professor Slughorn in Harry Potter. I'm like, okay, so he's a, he's a type apparently. And then Charles Stanforth in Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, who oh. was not a professor, but he was like, I don't know, the dean or or the headmaster of the university or something. So a professor's much, professor, yeah. essentially. And I'm like, okay, so he's just always professor so-and-so. And in this one, he was the shy one. He was just like, couldn't oh, even oh, look, girl. couldn't even look at a girl. Yeah, like you're a girl. You know, oh, that's master. You're you're a girl. Yeah, that's that's about all he could get out. So, uh, and then uh, that one wandered down the hall, and I forget, like, what even was supposed to have happened to him? He know. just he, died. like blew up or something. Did he? he didn't turn it off. Faulty wiring. Oh, so he oh, got yeah, electrocuted he as well? I guess. Yes. But I think down so. the hall. Okay, I think that was Anyways. the point. Came back as the twelfth Doctor, Hugh Grant. Um, we mentioned uh, last time that uh, let's see, uh oh, did I did I include it here, Jared? Yes, uh, I I do have I do have notes about this later, so we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. <Jared>. Uh, <laughs> so um, Hugh Grant was in the Richard Curtis written Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, mm. and Bridget Jones' Diary. If y'all remember all last the stuff week, we mentioned last week, exactly. Yeah. So the, I was just closing the loop on mm-hmm. that's why I mentioned all that last time. Um, he's the one who said. Uh, he he got the arguably the most dramatic death. Um, he's look after the universe for me. I've put a lot of work into it. Um, <laughs> this was calling to mind for me the eleventh Doctor's uh, opening bit against the Atraxi, where they say you are not of this world, and he says no, but I've put a lot of work into it, mm. which would have again also been a Stephen Moffat line, I believe. I think eleventh hour was if it wasn't written by Stephen Moffat, he was the showrunner at that time. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> Emma says that he's like Father Christmas, the Wizard of Oz, and Scooby Doo all in one. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I, Scooby Doo. Uh, I'm both confused and think you nailed it right on the head. That's that's a great description <laughs> like of the Doctor. The dog Scooby Doo. 
as opposed to I don't know the show. The show. Is there a show? <laughs> All so, the Scooby Doo cast in one. Yeah, yeah. So are yeah. you saying when 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 she Smart says and the Wizard high of Oz and pretty <laughs> and dumb? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he was never cruel, never cowardly. So again, when they that, rip that line yeah. later, uh, that was one of the twelfth Doctor's like. Uh, Never mantras he definitely said it in his regeneration speech but i think it came up prior to that too but he definitely in his regeneration said uh regeneration speech says never be cruel never be cowardly um but i think that was something that he even said to like clara i want to say um or or something to that effect or maybe she said it to him i don't know and then maybe even the universe can't bear to be without the doctor so so here we have the 12th doctor (laughs) which here we have a cry for help to get this show back on the air. Uh, uh, oh yeah, definitely. But you know what? I just realized that shouldn't have been the case because remember when Stephen Moffat had to do all the weird math mm-hmm. and everything. Um, part of the weird math was that if you didn't know about the War Doctor, which in 1999 we didn't, and you didn't have the weird aborted half regeneration with the Tenth Doctor, the whole thing was supposed to be that the uh you get 12 regenerations so you have 13 incarnations exactly maybe they didn't know about zero counting back then (laughs) (laughs) this is back then oh i'm sorry it was before 2000 so this was ancient greece pre-y2k where we didn't know anything so pre-y2k where we didn't know anything (laughs) is that how you thought if they thought if you started zero everything just kind of explodes or something i don't know what What? y2k was but you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know either but i'm confused now zero bad is what they thought so they (laughs) zero bad no it's not ignore all zeros (laughs) take them out of math completely two-digit year system zero 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 that meant it was 1900 that's what the glitch was Zero. It wasn't just that zeros are bad. Zeros are bad, so don't start counting on zero. No. Start counting it on one. That, it was that to <laughs> save memory, they had a two-digit year. So if you were saying it was 2000, you would put zero, zero, so the computer thought it was 1900, and then everything broke. I mean, have we suddenly... suddenly and then it didn't. Subtly, have we changed the definition of 12 regenerations? What? What? I'm still stuck on Y2K. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Do you get I... to regenerate 12 times or do you have 12 You get 12 regenerations, mm-hmm. which means 13 incarnations. Yeah, what because the what that means is each, each of the first 12 incarnations gets to regenerate. But again, I don't remember yeah. where we established that, when we established that. It could have been or, after this. It, it, it very well could have been. So at any rate... We're under the impression that this is the uh, this was the last incarnation, so that's dead, dead. No, I'm right. sorry, I'm sorry. This was not a this was not that the doctor ran out of incarnations. It was that he got hit with a blast of what trip? What was it? Oh yes, that energy, oh, the beam, the I that you put in the recap that you were trying to figure out. The the uh, the etheric beam. Oh, he got yeah, hit yeah. with the etheric beam, yeah. which was so powerful. That even a time lord can't recover from it. That's what that's, right. that's what it was. Yeah. It wasn't that he was out of regenerations. Yeah. So then despite that, even the universe can't bear to be without the doctor. So we regenerate into the 13th doctor and introduce at slot number 13, Dame Joanna Lumley, who was in many fans' minds, the first doctor. Now, here's the, a couple of the first things. doctor. The first, first female, female doctor. doctor. You heard me. First doctor. So first of all, we got to yes. talk. We got to talk about the actress first of all before we get into that. So Dame Joanna Lumley played Patsy Stone from Ab Fab alongside Julia Sawala. So, um, so the reason that I even brought that up with Emma was a I didn't have any other notes about her, but B uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh wait a minute, is that the one that played him? Oh my gosh! So these two actresses, um, I don't know if they were the main two characters. I'm not. I'm not sure because I'm not again not as familiar so. with the show. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, um, Patsy Stone, though, she she plays one of the two main characters. That part I do know. I just yeah. don't know what uh, Julia Julia's character, I don't know if she was the other uh, main uh, lead character there. She just got the Dame title 
uh, at the New Year's Eve honors 2022. So oh, she definitely. just got this. Now, um, for, you know, American audiences, benefits, uh, American listeners here, Dame is the female equivalent of Sir. So it's like, it's like being knighted. But what's interesting is, I, if you notice, my note says she just got the Dame title <laughs> because I don't know the female equivalent of knighted. I don't, because I don't know if she's, if, <laughs> is it the same thing? Are you knighted as I'm a knighted, woman yeah. and, and your title is dame rather than sir? Is it still considered a knighthood or is it a different thing? And These I, days and they I, might, might consider both the same. I think it's just all classified as honors, but um, I'm not, is, I'm no it expert. It is under the broader th- category of honors, but so is like OBE and all that kind of stuff. Those, right. are, those are considered right, honors. Right. But, but, um, and I meant, I meant to look that up, but I, I completely forgot. So I just like, well, this will be, this will be awkward to say. She just got the Dame title. Um, and I do love that in, uh, in, in British parlance, Dame is an honorific, uh, that, that is, that is, that is quite significant as well as sir. Sir is a, is a distinctive title. Whereas in the U S sir means very little, uh, in the South, it you is, it is a, me. it's more of an, a term of endearment. Whereas in other parts of the country, it's almost an insult because as Corbin said, it's taken to mean you're simply older. Um, but Dame has somehow <laughs> in American parlance is just like, it's like a don't say that bad slang for a woman. Yeah. That, that Dame, it's like, well, Hey, hey ah, that's hey, my hey, wife hey, you're talking yeah. about. Step out of the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause it, no, no. Cause in the 1800s, it might've been more of an honorific even in the U S yeah. but it's like, it's like 1940s gangster parlance. Yeah, that game, that broad. Hey, you know, hey, that's hey, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly hey, yeah. watch it. Calm down. Um, anyway, so she is, uh, Joanna Lumley, the first of four female doctors in, check, check it out, officially licensed BBC productions. Okay? So while this is parody and is not canon, it was an officially licensed BBC production. The BBC produced this special for comic relief for Red Nose Day. So you also have um, uh, one one other actress who uh, plays the doctor, plays a female incarnation of the doctor in like some parallel universe in the audio adventures. And I didn't put her name in here. That's terrible of me. And then of course you had uh, Whitaker and Joe Martin. So we right. now have, thanks to those, and, and I, and I, well, no, if we're going to say playing the doctor, then we're still at just those four because the other female incarnations we have are of what we de- what we term right now, the timeless child, because it was before, before they took on the name, the doctor. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what, what I'm waiting for, oh no, we couldn't do that. Could we? I was going to say what I'm waiting for is for us to get a name, but then that would be the name of the doctor, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it probably kept the same name even after the memory wipe, presumably. But at any rate, so we're stuck with, mm. we're stuck with the, the, the nomenclature of the timeless child. So the female timeless child characters were not the doctor because that title is something that came during the Hartnell or, or no, no, the Joe Martin era. It would have to be pre-Hartnell because yeah. in theory, as best as we can tell, the Fugitive Doctor is pre-Hartnell. Mm-hmm. So anywho, <laughs> we've had four uh, four women to play the role of the Doctor in official licensed BBC productions. Uh, Emma says that the 13th Doctor is not the man she fell in love with. <laughs> uh, she prefaced that with something along the lines of no one has said this more literally or something like that. Oh, yeah. And then she falls for the Master? What? Was that was that gratuitous? Was that a little bit much to have? I mean, first of all, to have an episode where the doctor is engaged to yeah uh, his companion, yes, to then immediately upon becoming a woman fall in love yep. with the master. I'm like, really? Is that what? is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, it's it was comedy. The '90s. That would be yeah. Like, I mean, they didn't yeah. care too much about where it went from here, but. Maybe a little bit. Well, yeah, that that's yeah. part of it is that, that you yeah. know, that was the comedic stinger at the end of the, yeah. of the whole story there. But I mean, this would be like 12 immediately falling in love with Missy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, come on, really? But after breaking up with his <laughs> with Clara fiance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After after breaking up with Clara, having been engaged to her. Yeah, that would have been good. 
White so, guys, uh, noobs in the Hoovian. Be, oh, go ahead, Jared. Before we go on, uh, just to answer your question there, um, Hoovian, uh, from British people who have answered someone who've asked the same question online, um, <laughs> women are granted a damehood um, okay. or, or they're made a dame. That would be the past tense in, instead of knighted. Um, but, you know, it is, it is the, the female so, so equivalent. A man, is, a man is granted a knighthood. And right. sometimes we call that, he was, we say he was knighted. Right. We don't say she was damed. <laughs> no. Like injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, are you, uh, why are you limping? I was damed the other day. <laughs> I, I don't disdain you. I dame you. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She was, yeah. So made a dame so, or given a, given a damehood, um, or granted a damehood. Okay. Yeah, given the designation of dame, yeah, yeah something like that. But um, yeah, one one of these days, I'm going to track down why we put the word hood uh, on the end of things. Good luck, <laughs> parenthood. You know, That's, knighthood. Yeah, it probably goes back what to Italian. All the ones or at the end of a word suffix. What's that? Yeah, it's a suffix. Well, hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, James, and this guy. Who? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be. If you find value in oh. what we do, like they do in the cookie jar, here's what you can do. <laughs> Drop a cookie in our cookie jar. Hey. Like slash it. support. Corbin is like head in his hands. What Doobie is Hoobie dooby doo. That's right. Uh, that brings <laughs> us to a revisit of one of our newer sections, Retractions. Uh, so love actually not, if y'all will recall, remember, remember I, we just referenced, uh, the, 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 ep, the, the movies that Hugh Grant was in that the other guy wrote and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, we talked about him last time and last time we mentioned among that list love actually. And I was like, you guys got to check this out. It stars Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. <laughs> Jared texted me <laughs> earlier this week and went, no, no, <laughs> not, no, not even remotely. He said, and Love Actually is definitely not a family-friendly movie. And I'm like, oh, no, no what have I done? Oh, no. So um, Jared goes, you might be thinking of Crazy Stupid Love? Yes, I was thinking of Crazy Stupid uh, Love. Not Love Actually. Crazy Stupid Love is the one with Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and um, and uh, and Steve Carell. Huh? Steve Carell. Yes, and Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, which again, I, I can't, I, I didn't bother looking it up in the interim. I don't know if I can recommend that movie. Uh, so kids ask your parents, parents so preview it first. Don't listen to me. Don't watch. Yeah. Listen, if you're under 18, just don't watch rom-coms. How about that? Okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Especially these you days. Never know. Um, uh, yeah, you just never, I, well, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily new. Like they, they always go PG 13 because they want that oh, broad yeah. net that they yeah. can cast. But they walk right on up to that R-rated line, don't they? They just they they just they just walk up right up to the edge, peer over the cliff, and say, "Are we going to jump? Are we going to jump? Are we going to jump?" Yeah. And then they make the audience think, "Are they going to jump? Are they going to jump?" Okay. Well, you um, had me we, when I was listening going? to it. You had me sitting there thinking, "I got to look up the cast. What did Steve Carell play in that movie?" <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and then as you went is, on and described Hugh like Grant being in that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And describe that like he was a rom romantic lead, and I'm like, I'm sure I would remember him. And then, then I'm like, oh, he's probably thinking crazy, stupid love, and and uh, and and confusing. Yeah, but I can see, I can see where that that yep. can get mixed up. And um, that yeah. was the one. That was All it. right. So, do we have anything for? Can we talk about? Because I I didn't have anything, but did anybody else have anything? Nah. Okay. Uh, overall impressions, um, rating out of 10, who wants to start? We won't make Jared go first this time because he always whines about it when we do. So you're whining about not whining about it? Oh, I got you. Yeah. Hey, hey. Drip, what are you doing? I was going to go into town and pick up some power converters. <laughs> Y'all have Sorry, these Sorry, Tashi Station. Tashi Station. Hey, come on. That's a new home. That's Lou. He's going to start one of the whiniest characters in all of <laughs> I don't like anyway. Star Wars. I'm sorry. Why are you so angry? <laughs> it's from the original movie. It's, it's in like one of the We haven't watched those. But I don't in, like, like Star Wars. And I like, haven't seen oh, you Yeah, Jared, six, in fairness, seven. they probably haven't seen them since they were in like kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably oh haven't seen them since okay. Y'all haven't seen them since I don't think I can podcast with you guys anymore. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, we've come to find out 
dad may not actually be a Star Wars fan at all. So. I'm not a oh. Star Wars fan. I don't like anything past the first. My my only couple. saving grace at this point is that I love the Mandalorian, but the rest of them I like, agree with that. I agree with that. <sighs> even like the originals in their movies. Their movies. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize, them, I recognize them for the the game changer that they are for the the yeah, yeah. the um, the the impact on pop culture, but but like if there's ever a all right guys we're finally gonna have the showdown Star Wars or Star Trek I'm like I don't even Star have to Trek. think Star Trek I don't even have to I don't even have to ponder I don't what about to Discovery stop and though huh so what about Discovery though uh, that makes sense mm. I would I would sit down and watch Discovery before I would sit down and watch Return of the Jedi okay okay yeah you chose the worst one Return of the Jedi or, okay. That one's not good. Rise of Skywalker. No, yeah, yeah. Anyways, bad ones. Yeah, I, my, my other my other problem is I I don't mind the prequels and the new trilogy. I'm fine with, and that's what? why that's why I know I'm not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, like, I guess so. I can watch the, the <laughs> I mean, ones that everybody politics, hates. Fascinating. Uh, so welcome to our our spinoff podcast about Star Wars. But yeah. I was, glad I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was not alive when. Uh, star wars came out uh i was i was an infant for the 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 sequels uh for you know part you know five and six or whatever um yeah but um but but the prequels came out when i was in high school um so those those kind of hit me that that they hit me the way star wars hit high schoolers when Mm -hmm. they came out and then when the, the 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 sequel trilogy came out like we saw those in the theater, which was a different experience yeah. because I did not see the, the prequels in the theaters. And so oh, really? those have hit me. Yeah, I never did. I ca- I literally was waiting. I was, I was bound and determined. I was sure that they were going to release all three as like a marathon thing. So I didn't go see them oh, and geez. then they never did. So I didn't mm. see, I didn't see them for years after they came out. Um, but, but at any rate, so yeah, they, they just hit me different. So Corbin, how does this episode hit you? <laughs> Not episode four of Star Wars, but the curse of fatal death. Uh, you know, I actually thought it was a really good parody of Doctor Who. This was obviously made by people who knew what they were doing and loved it. Yes. They loved the show. You can tell. I also appreciate, and I mentioned this vaguely, but this is clearly a bunch of super fans of Doctor Who just begging for this show to be back on the air. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that yeah. final line, I guess even the universe wants the Doctor around still. Oh, it's like, my gosh. Yeah, yeah they, they wanted this show back yeah. on the air so badly. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it like like a 9 out of 10 massive sewers. Massive, massive sewers. sewers. <laughs> It took them the same exact amount of time every time. I love the doctor. The master was kind of dumb in this. I love that though. Corbin, I don't know what it is. You you have said that about five times since we watched this episode, that this was obviously super fans who were putting out a cry of help into the universe. Please bring back our favorite show. You've said that several times, but for some reason, this time when you said it, something clicked into place for me. This is the Orville. Yeah. The, the Orville, except for the except for the desperate cry to bring it back, but the Orville is like what if you gave a Star stuff. Trek super fan a show with a yeah. sense of humor, right? Uh, like a, a a fantastic comedian gave him his own show and said go go crazy, huh. and and that's what he made with the Orville, where he made Star Trek, but if it was funny, you can't destroy the canon. Go have a blast. Hey, oh yeah, a, even better because with with this episode, um, they did it within the actual universe. Yeah. Whereas the Orville is its own thing, and so go crazy, go nuts, do whatever you want to do, and and they constantly make fun of Star Trek. They constantly make fun of sci-fi in general. Yeah. While doing a phenomenal science fiction show, and this episode was making. F- I mean. Just raking Doctor Who over the coals. Just not, I mean, not pulling any punches while doing a really good episode of Doctor Who. It's like, how did they thread that needle? So, um, (laughs) obviously, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought this, I thought it was, (laughs) I thought that it was, what's great about it is we normally have fun with classic Who because Because, we're, we're trashing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jared's not Jared's well, I, Jared is, is, you know, 
kicked back with a kicked back with a bag of chips, remembering the good old days. <laughs> and we're going, what is this garbage? Anyways, um, when is this? <laughs> I just text Jared during the middle of it. You watch this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. We poke fun at it with love, and that's what this episode what this was. Is. Where they loved the yeah, show, but yeah. they knew its flaws. And and the thing is, when we were watching this one, we weren't laughing at the low quality of the of the special oh, effects like or whatever stupid. They, they think they're cool right no, we were laughing at joke. the show laughing at yeah, the show laughing with right yeah yeah so meta so i'm gonna give it 9.5 out of 10 endless gravel quarries <laughs> nice yeah I, who, who I wants had next quite a bit of fun with this one like i was laughing like i think we paused this one more than any other episode we've yeah. ever watched in 200 <laughs> yeah. episodes of the show <laughs> yeah, I was laughing all the Four way through. Right. I was pointing things out. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go uh, 9 out of 10 etheric beam locators. <laughs> That's all they were. Jared, what about you, man? I think you guys have pretty much said it all. So I'll just say it all again. Uh, it was, I was funny for Jared to go. Yeah, I didn't like this one. They were making fun of my baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I, <laughs> the production quality sucked. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's no Star Wars, but oh. <laughs> uh, no, I it was a good, it was a fun story. It 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 pointed, it, as you said, it 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 pointed out all of the holes, all the things that you you want to see from time to time in Doctor Who or in sci-fi and time travel uh, stories in general, and and like, okay, what, how would that play out if we if we actually did go down that rabbit if we acknowledged hole? Acknowledged it, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so I I had had a, a lot of fun with it and still felt it was a it, it could have been canon um, other than yeah, obviously they didn't consider it canon too. <laughs> didn't engage it moving forward. But I want to see Rowan Atkinson. Uh, obviously, this is many years oh, yeah. uh, past, but still, well, I, oh I've still gosh. seen him in recent shows. I want to see him come back Maybe. as a doctor. I would love that. So did you see him as um, the 14th doctor? I could definitely. He's just yeah. silly enough. Well, but the thing is, like you saw in this episode, he can yeah. he can play straight. Like oh, he yeah. can play oh, yeah. the straight man as well as the goofball. And I think he would pull off That's I think it would be yeah. I think it would be brilliant. Would there's be brilliant. a he he plays he an amazing uh there's a program, um it's it's on Britbox, uh called May Great, which is a um remake, uh but t- TV program where he's a police inspector, French police what inspector and May Great. M a g r a i t something like that. May great. Oh, okay. Um, and and he uh, it he's. I mean, it's totally serious. I mean, this is like serial killer. You know, just horrific stuff what? that he has to go go investigate. And and he is wow. brilliant. It, it like I it's it's a uh, three seasons that they did. Um, wow. And just yeah, he's so good. So anyway, yeah, I could see him playing the fourteenth Doctor easily. Um, but anyway, nine out of 10 gastric languages, um, gastrointestinal. I don't know. I'm going to stick with gastric languages. You know what I'm talking about? Well, guys, that brings us down to the game plan. Unless anybody else had anything to add. Nope. Uh, next week we are headed back into a different sci-fi universe. One that we've already been to, uh, we're covering star Trek discoveries, magic to make the sanest man go mad, which so I can't remember. Discovery was good. Uh, <laughs> oh yes <laughs> um, this was season one episode seven now it's available on paramount plus so if you have a subscription go you know find it there um, if you don't have uh, paramount plus and you haven't gotten it yet you can get a seven day free trial you can get a seven day free trial at paramountplus.com or amazon you can do like an add-on to amazon if you have prime um, you can also purchase it on amazon for like $2 or $3, depending on standard def or high def, or you can buy it for $2 on YouTube. So huh. yeah, YouTube has been doing like buy or rent for a while now. So you can actually, um, I think you can buy the episode for $2 on YouTube. You can buy it for two or $3 on Amazon video, whichever way you want to. Now, again, I'm going to throw out the disclaimer because um, of all things in the recap of a previous episode, there's a cuss word at oh. the beginning of this episode. So the, the the beginning of this episode, 
calls back to the the first time we saw Harry Mudd oh, yeah. on Discovery, and and it's Harry Mudd who says a cuss word. Um, so other than that, I didn't clock any other things. Again, there is a there's a Star Trek level of violence. Um, yeah. I would say this is one of the more violent episodes of Star Trek. So like, wow. But it, it's but it's what it's about. Though. But it's Star Trek level violence and not Star Trek Discovery level violence because oh, yeah. <laughs> that got that wow got out of hand in yeah. like the third a couple, episode. Yeah, yeah, it was something like episode three of this same season. Uh, there was some stuff when I was going, "Oh, hey, hang on, Braden yeah, hey. should leave." Hey. Um, yeah, but anyways, um, I think that was the last episode he ever watched because he was like, "I'm out, I'm, I'm, I'm gone." Dad. I was like, okay. Um, so at any rate, so parents may want to preview it. Um, kids actually ask your parents. Um, yeah. So, all right. So after that, we are jumping into the best of 12 and we have picked series nine episodes seven and eight, the Zygon invasion and the Zygon inversion. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive deep into the merits of war. <laughs> yes. The tactics of war. And we the doctor are not just eligible to speak on that. Outsmarting <laughs> everyone. Yes. yes. Uh, so, guys, uh, that is about it for this week. Moves in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. And the production editor is the other one. I'm Corbin. And our classic Hoovian. <laughs> I, was, I was reading the words classic Who connection <laughs> as I was yeah. saying. Our classic Hoovian is. Jared. Awesome. And shout outs to Jared, Victor, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. And a special thanks to TARDIS.Fandom.com for their amazing trivia for even something like a parody comedy uh, special. So you can find (laughs) us over at NoobsInTheHoovian.com where you can find links to all the things and a big old subscribe button. Make sure that you do that. And wherever you subscribe, make sure you leave us a rating. Share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the news. And I'm Jared. And until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I mean, there's like hours of us getting ready for this episode. Yeah. I'm not sure if any of it's blue. None of it's good, though. really. Has <laughs> it even been recorded? Good. Well, <laughs> Corbin... As the editor, we'll decide if okay. there are bloopers. Be weep. Apparently, Curse of Fatal Death was four episodes. Hey, According yeah, to the, I did the not. I, I saw that, but I did not. Uh, there weren't even catch four that. cuts. I don't know how they got. It was definitely that. part yeah, one, but... part two. Yeah, because they they had a split. So yeah. part two starts when the master pulls the lever. Apparently, what? Sure. And these those must have been like separated by ad breaks, because like oh, God, maybe maybe four parts is not much for a twenty minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes each. Two parts is a lot for like a thirty minute. Anyway, bye bye. <laughs>